This is Conk Public Radio. Funding for Conk Public Radio comes from our listeners and from Merrick Brewing Company. There's an old saying that a hard day's work is its own reward. That may still be true. But at Merrick Beer, we still think that hard workers ought to be celebrated. That's why we make the perfect beer to drink after a full day of getting the job done. A beer that's refreshing, delicious, and piping hot. Because after a hard day's work, you deserve a glass of hot beer. Merrick brand hot beer is the hottest beer on the market. It's bottled hot, stays hot, and that means you get to drink it hot. No more worrying about the microwave. Every sip of Merrick brand hot beer is a scorching kick of American ingenuity that you can feel inside you until it's not. Maybe it ain't boiled champagne, but we know what we like. It ain't easy making a beer that stays a scalding 210 degrees for weeks on end. But hey, if we didn't like hard work, we'd be drinking the cold stuff. Merrick brand hot beer, hotter than lava, half the calories. On today's program, the County Health Department's anti-smoking campaign is backfiring. We'll get a live update on the tense situation at the Family Fun Zone Pizzeria and Arcade. An instructor from the Conk County Boating Club will give us the sloop on their kids' sailing program. And finally, we'll take a moment to remember and honor the Conk residents we've lost this month. From Conk Public Radio, I'm Neil Sullivan. It's Low Tide. Hello and welcome to our listeners here in Conk County and welcome back to our podcast listeners around the world. You may have noticed that the podcast hadn't been updated for the past year. Well, that was because of Wi-Fi interference from the microwave oven in our employee kitchen. That microwave is now unplugged and while none of us like eating cold chowder, we're delighted to be back online. Well, to begin our program today, the Conk County Health Department has unveiled a new anti-smoking campaign. You may have even heard their public service announcements here on Conk Public Radio. But the campaign isn't quite going as planned. Susan Perry reports. Hey, hey! Ho, ho! Zach the Pack has got to go! Hey, hey! As you walk down Ocean Avenue today, you might notice the crowd of protesters outside the health department headquarters. You know, we're not really accustomed to being protested. We're usually a bit more under the radar. That's Carl Paller, marketing liaison for the health department. He's been in hot water ever since announcing Conk's new anti-smoking campaign, or especially the anti-smoking mascot. It seems that rather than curbing smoking, since the release of the campaign, smoking among teenagers is up over 800%. Right. So the mascot's name is Zach the Pack. He's a pack of cigarettes, and he shows kids what a life of cigarettes will do to you. So why do you think there's been such an increase in smoking? I don't know. It's just a simple mascot. A simple mascot? Here's a clip from one of the ads that's been running on local TV. So the ad starts, and we see Zach the Pack. He's an anthropomorphic pack of cigarettes wearing black sunglasses. He's driving a red convertible, and he pulls up to a group of female cigarettes dressed in skimpy bikinis. Hey, ladies, you want to take a ride? Oh, Zach, you're so bad. That's right, I'm bad because I smoke red point tobacco. (laughs) 
So upon seeing the ad, Carl, I do have to ask, how is this an anti-smoking ad? How? I mean, how could it be any more anti-smoking? Zach is a bad guy. He says he's bad. The cigarette babes say he's bad. I mean... I'm, I'm sorry, the cigarette babes? Sorry, yeah, they're called the smoking hot cigarette babes. They're bad influences, too. Bad influences? The teens in Conk don't seem to agree. <coughs> I, I saw the ad, and I thought, if a pack of cigarettes can get laid, well, maybe I can, too. Zach the Pack rules, you know? He, he just does whatever he wants. Like, like, there's the ad where he drops out of school. There's another ad? Can you, can you show that to me? Oh, yeah. There's tons of them. Here, I'll show you. Okay, so I'm seeing Zach the Pack skateboarding down a school hallway, and it looks like a teacher or someone is chasing him. Zach the Pack, you come back here, you miscreant. Looks like I gotta smoke this fool. So now Zach is taking a huge puff off of one of those uh, cigarette babes. Smoke me, Zach. Ooh. And now he's blowing the smoke out and he's forming like a sort of... It's called Zach's power punch. Right, it's sort of like a smoke fist and it looks like he's gonna hit the principal. See you later, old man. I'm done with school. I learned everything that I need off the back of a pack of unfiltered Wisconsin menthols. <laughs> Carl, I have to be honest. It almost seems like this is designed to be as cool as possible to teenagers. Cool? Since when was it cool to beat someone up? Someone who Zach himself specifically refers to as an old man. The increase in teen smoking surely shows that something is wrong with this campaign. Look, the health department paid for six months of these ads. It would be a waste to throw them out before we ever air them. Wait, there are more unaired ads? Oh, definitely. There's Zack the Pack gets in a fight. Zack the Pack has a wild prom. Zack the Pack goes skydiving. That one is very dangerous, scary stuff. Maybe, but they mostly seem geared towards things teens like. It really seems clear that teens are going to take the wrong message here. Okay, fine. You know what? You win. You all win, okay? We'll cut the ads. I'm done trying to do some good in this town and getting treated like the bad guy. And just when we were about to expand the campaign to help combat littering. Littering? Yeah, lately there's been a lot of empty cigarette cartons being littered around town, so starting next week we have a new program where for every empty old pack you bring in, Zach the Pack will give you $20. But Carl, wouldn't that actually incentivize teens to smoke? To stop littering, that's right. Well, I think I speak for everyone when I say that you should really try to meet a teenager. <laughs> Believe me, I try to meet teenagers. At the County Health Department, I'm Susan Perry for Kong Public Radio. Looking to set sail this summer? Well, Conk County Boating Club has your back. They're now offering three free sailing lessons to children under 10 and to anyone who can finish the Fry Me to the Moon platter at Boardwalk Nicks. Sounds like a pretty good deal. To demonstrate how easy and fun sailing can be, we have Gail Cadigan here to offer an open lesson to myself and anyone listening. Welcome to the studio, Gail. Thank you, Neil. Normally, I'd start a session by asking if you know how to swim, but... I don't see that being an issue in here. I would also be surprised if that proved to be an issue here in the studio. Well, if there's no issues, why don't we dive into the lesson? I'm going to go bring the sailboat in here and we can get started. Uh, I'm sorry, Don't but... worry, Neil. It won't take long. She's already in the hall. Okay. 
Oh my. Well, it seems as though there is, in fact, a sailboat in the hall. Not just any sailboat. A beautiful sloop that's perfect for a beginner like yourself. Now, let me just squeeze her through this door here. Yes. And we will be good to go. Oh, Gail, I'm not certain that uh, massive sailboat is going to... Uh, I, 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 I said I don't think the sailboat... Hey! It looks like the sailboat isn't going... I just going... have to find the right angle. Does this look like the right angle, Neil? I don't think the angle is the problem. And, uh, Nicole, can we get a mic in the hall for Gail? And, and Gail, I, I, maybe it would help if we took down the sail. I, I can't help but think this would be easier if you took down the sail. Sail's gotta be up, Neil. It's part of the lesson. All right, here we go. I... <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's working. <sighs> oh, you're right. It's not working. The boat's just too big. It does seem that way. Too big for one person. I'm going to throw you a line, and you're going to play tugboat. Oh, I don't know if... Catch. hi Okay, all right, I have the line. Just hold it like this. That's a perfect sailor's grip. Neil, you're a natural. Now, I'm going to shove... You're going to tug, and we're going to get this boat into the studio. Three, two, one, heave! (laughs) (laughs) Ah, we're doing it! It's starting to move. (laughs) Gail! Neil, I'm stuck! Oh, God, let me come around Don't stop tugging, Neil. You stop tugging, and Gail will crush me to death. Aren't you Gail? I named the sloop after myself. Her name is Gail Boat, and she's got a real... Temper. All right, well, if I can't stop tugging, what do you need me to do? I'm not used to working on dry land. If there was more moisture, I'd be able to shimmy right out. What liquids do you have around? I have a mineral water and a big thermos of cold clam chowder, Chowder but... Chowder is perfect. Salty and fishy, just like the ocean. I need you to come over here and lube me up with it. But won't Gale Boat crush you, Gale? If you don't lube my body with that cold chowder, I'm as good as dead anyway. Now, splash me. Splash me! Oh, I'm free. Oh, would you look at this? The anchor was down the whole time. That's why we weren't making progress. You dropped anchor in the hall? Yep. Crashed right through the linoleum. Now let me just lift this anchor up. All right, one last shove, and we're home free. You with me, Neil? At this point, Gail, I think I am. Then heave. (laughs) We're doing it! (sighs) You did it. You did it, Neil. I told you you're a natural. Now, for your first lesson. This, right here. You see this? This is a sail. So it is. And that was your first lesson. Now let's get this sucker out of here. Thank you, Gail, for that lesson. Signups are online. Additionally, if anyone knows how to fix a shattered door frame, patch a hole in linoleum, or get clams out of a studio carpet, please get in touch. Okay, on we go. Funding for Kong Public Radio comes from sales of our Bodies Made for Radio calendar, featuring steamy photos of your favorite hosts and reporters. 
and from Fireline Sunset Cruises. When it comes to romance, nothing says, I love you, like a couple's sunset cruise. At Fireline Cruises in the last 35 years, we've taken over 100,000 passengers on a romantic voyage they'll never forget. So what are you waiting for? Come on board for the beautiful views, all-night dancing, specialty cocktails, and our brand new all-you-can-eat cream cheese machine. Love to dance? The one and only Hula Hula Band plays the island hits all night long. And if the dance floor is full, you know what that means. There's probably not a big line for the cream cheese machine. Looking to surprise your loved one? Starting at $75 per person, rekindle your love as you dine on lobster tail and champagne. Looking for something extra special? Book our ultimate romance package and get one hour alone with the cream cheese machine. No questions asked. Do whatever you want to it. The room is soundproof and the machine can't stop making cream cheese. Most cruise lines don't even have a single cream cheese machine. But now we do. And it's big and beautiful and smells like hell. Fireline Sunset Cruises because you deserve a little romance and a lot of cream cheese. We've been following a developing situation involving some local children at the Family Fun Zone Pizzeria and Arcade downtown. Family Fun Zone owner Roy Carpenter is holding a press conference. Let's listen in. Thank you, everyone. I'm Roy Carpenter, owner of the Family Fun Zone Pizzeria and Arcade, and inventor of the two-pound corn dog. I've called this press conference to announce that on a team outing to this Family Fun Zone, the youth soccer team, the Conk King Crabs, were lost in our ball pit. Mr. Mr. Carpenter, Carpenter, Mr. Carpenter, Mr. Carpenter, Mr. Carpenter, are you in communication? Please settle down. When did you settle down. I'll take your questions about the ball pit boys one at a time. Yes, the gentleman in the bow tie. Jim Exley, Conk Republic, can you explain what you mean by loss in the ball pit? What happened exactly? Well, all I can tell you is that it looked like they were doing a human pyramid type of thing, and suddenly they all went down into the balls. The undertow can get pretty strong some days. We have yet to locate the boys in the depths of the pit. My right-hand man, Kenny, tried poking a broomstick in there, but came up with nothing. Next question. Hi, Alice Larkin of Conk Nightly News. What do you know about the condition of the boys? We don't know exactly, but they, they should be okay. There are lots of air pockets in the ball pit, and enough discarded pizza crust and spilled Dr. Pepper to sustain them for days, maybe weeks. Unfortunately, they probably all have pink eye. The balls are literally covered in that stuff. Okay, now I'm going to turn it over to the team's coach, Al Sortino, who'd like to say a few words. Thanks, Roy. <clears throat> I have a message to the boys. Colton, Marcus, Hector, Mikey, Cinda, and Jeremy. You are the scrappiest group of nine-year-olds I've ever coached. We're all praying for you kids, and I just feel terrible about eating the rest of your mozzarella sticks. I swear it was out of grief. I thought... You know, they're just sitting there, they're gonna get cold, I might as well, and as soon as I finished the second basket, I felt so guilty, just like I knew I would. Oh, I even drank the sauce. If we get you boys above balls again, I promise to order you some more sticks. 
I'll, I'll at least go halves. That's sweet of you, coach. Okay, next question. Dick Parsons, Conk Geological Review. Can you tell our readers how deep the ball pit is? Boy, I was hoping you wouldn't ask me that question. Uh, the truth is, we don't know how deep the ball pit is. We've never hit bottom. Mr. Carpenter, Mr. Carpenter, please settle down. Settle down. Here's what we know. The ball pit is deeper than our longest stick. To get more information, we did try an even longer stick, but I'm afraid the ball pit is too deep for that stick too. Sure, some no-funners in Conk County have called our ball pit recklessly deep, and that may be true, but people near and far come to Family Fun Zone because they love our ball pit. In the end, I have no regrets. No regrets? Sir, children are missing. Well. Yeah, that, that's a fair point. Um, no, even with today's events, I would do everything exactly the same. Okay, last question. Hello, Candy Sayers, uh, Kong Free Press. Is there any chance the ball pit is haunted? Is the ball pit haunted? I'll be honest, I hadn't considered it until just now, but, well, we can't rule it out. We've lost a few kids in there over the years, and if they have unfinished business on Earth or are pining for a lost love, their souls may wander the ball pit for eternity. If there are ghosts down there, they probably have pink eye too. I would like to add that we are assembling a rescue team. In the meantime, I invite everyone to come on down to support these boys. Bring the kids. We'll fry up some funnel cake. Plus, half-price skee-ball until the team is rescued. It's the least we can do. Unfortunately, the ball pit will be closed. Oh heck! <laughs> Go ahead and jump in there! We'll of course bring you any updates on the status of the ball pit boys as we receive more information. In the meantime, half-price skee-ball. Can't beat that. To close our program today, a moment to remember those in Conk who we lost this month. Katie Dinkler joins us for In Memoriam. Thank you, Neil. This week, Conk said goodbye to Carl Red Webbin, longtime Conk County administrator and beloved local character who passed away at the age of 87 from causes too funny to describe over the radio. Carl? Oh, I'm sorry, Katie. What what was that? Our attorneys have advised us not to mention Carl's cause of death. It was just way too funny. What do you mean by too funny? Pardon me, Katie, but if I may step in to explain the legal nuances. Conk Public Radio General Counsel John Frompkin. Hi, John. Thank you, Neil. Unfortunately, Mr. Webbin's demise occurred under circumstances which, if discussed over the air, could open the station up to legal liability. And how's that? Well, the hilarity of the story may cause listeners to drive off the road or, say, become injured in a variety of treadmill accidents. So the cause of death was... Neil, I consider hosting the In Memoriam segment as a sacred duty. But when I heard how Carl passed away, well, I'm not proud of it, but I wet myself. Can I say wet on the air? Yeah, I think so. Neil, this is a legal matter, and in the eyes of the law, Carl's death was very, very hilarious. When I heard the cause of death, I did not, as Katie did, W-word myself. 
but I did laugh so hard, I pulled a muscle in my lower left buttock. Your lower left buttock? It was on the spectrum of a treadmill accident. Is that why you're sitting that way? Leaning coquettishly on my elbows? Yes. That's interesting, John, because I've actually never seen you laugh. As an attorney, laughter is something I neither endorse nor enjoy, but even thinking of how Carl Red Webbin passed away, I'm on the edge of... What's the word for just a little bit of laughing? A snort? No, cuter than that. A giggle? Yes, I am stifling a debilitating giggle fit that could exacerbate my lower left buttock. The point is, the station cannot afford any litigation that might arise from listeners recklessly laughing at poor Carl's demise. Neil, I have terrible news. Uh, What's that, Katie? I also feel a giggle fit coming on. Please, both of you, let's keep this professional. We don't want to be insensitive to Carl's family. Oh, they think it's funny, too. <laughs> it, it, it's just... The- Are you thinking about the potato salad? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it's it's the rollerblade. Yes! <laughs> oh, dear, I said too much. Wait, wait, I'm not going to be the only one who doesn't know how Carl died. We don't have to say it over the air, but at least whisper it to me. Okay, so... Oh, really? Oh, you forgot. (laughs) What, with the squirrels? (laughs) Wait, wait, the best part is... Oh, my God, no! I know! (laughs) Oh, my goodness, yes. Uh, I can see why we probably shouldn't discuss that on air. Well, what can we say to honor Carl? Legally, that is. John, you're the attorney. Do you want to handle this in memoriam? Well, I'll give it a shot. Katie, can you give me some of that sad music? Carl Red Webbin was a pillar of the conch community. He was a man who was loved, lived well, and when his time came, put a public broadcasting station in a legally precarious position and caused at least one lower buttock injury. Very touching, John. Thank you both very much. That's all for today's episode of Low Tide. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Our general manager said that if we get 100 reviews, they'll fix the lock on the restroom stall door. I'm Neil Sullivan, and I'll see you at the next Low Tide. Hello, this is Rosie Sherman. I'm one of the writers of Low Tide. Low Tide is produced by Reed Kavner. This episode was written by Lori Baraducci, Brad Frizzell, Sam Gordon, Reed Kavner, Sarah Short, Jason Wildhagen, and me, Rosie Sherman. Theme music by Ultraviolet Sounds. Cover art by Mason Phillips. Casting help from Mike Zakarian. Voices in this episode are from the writing team, as well as Greg Boylard, Alicia Zuckerman, Chandler Dean, Josh Wells, Wesley Davis, Brittany McDonald, Jason Gore, Ken McGraw, Steph Schober, and Donald Chang. For full credits and more, visit lowtide.fm. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at lowtidefm. Thanks for listening.